Welcome to the Flourish Conference podcast. Each spring, women from all over the country gather together at our annual conference to learn, grow, and flourish together as a community. Here is the recording from one of our sessions at our 2023 conference. Okay, I'm beginning to think I'm getting pigeonholed into an area because of my apron story last time. (laughs) But if that's the anointing God wants to put on my life, let's go. (laughs) Okay, we have 30 minutes and I have a whole conference of download from the Holy Spirit. So pray in the spirit that I can get this out. And my prayer is that you hear from the Holy Spirit what your heart needs to hear for you to walk in truth and freedom in Jesus name. I believe I could say one thing and you all hear an individual message from God to your heart. And I have the faith for that. And so that is what's going to happen right now in Jesus name. None of you are going to walk out the way you came here in the area of sexuality. I believe it with all my heart. So as I was just sitting before the Lord and even just up right before Paula, I heard Paula's, um, Session was amazing. I love Paula. Paula Allen's life has changed my life. Being in the ministry, she was here at Living Stones for a season, and she, her testimony opened doors that we are still walking through here at Living Stones. So I so, the word of her testimony, that's one of my favorite verses. If you're around me enough, you will hear Revelation 12, 11. They defeated the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. They defeated the devil by the blood of the lamb. We all know, we used to have a cross here, so I always kind of point here, but by the blood of the lamb and not a litany of things, but the word of your testimony. And I'm decreeing over this group too. Some of you You've gotten healing, but you've never shared the word of your testimony. And I am praying that all the shame and all the whatever pops the cork off the powerful weapon that the word of your testimony is. The next generation needs to hear our testimonies. The good little church girls that were messed up secretly, the ones who are out in flaming whatever. The the word of our testimony is such a powerful tool. Matter of fact, I believe it's one of the most powerful powerful things that you have to offer bringing heaven down here to earth and freedom in people's lives. So I, I was thinking before um, this session and I just, I have felt like, look at where the enemy spends most of his time and you will see some of the most powerful, precious things on God's heart. Sexuality, families, Sexuality, music, sex, <laughs> government, sex. It's just like sexu- uh, sex and sexuality either makes or breaks so many things. And I believe that we as women of God need to have a correct perspective on what God created. And every one of you, even if you kept your virginity for your wedding day, I did that. 
That does not mean I didn't have sexual mess in my heart. It didn't mean I didn't need Jesus to set me free. I did, and I'm telling you, when he did, that area of my life began to come alive, and I began to understand in a deeper way the heart of God. God created sex. Yes, it was for procreation. It's for intimacy, oneness, and for pleasure. And the enemy has tried to so rob that part of our sexuality. I've read through Song of Solomon many times getting ready for this, and I'm like, what did you really mean by that? God, <laughs> you put this in your book. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and I believe God wants to redeem this. How many of you, when you see a movie where the guy comes in and sweeps her off her feet and they're, you know, they're married, which you don't see a lot of movies like that, but when, it's like when you get swept off your feet and you, I mean, it talks about having sex in the field. That's in the Bible. And I feel like the enemy has tried to sow. Okay, so how many of you, don't raise your hands. <laughs> how many of you, even though you had Jesus in your heart, couldn't wait to do, before you got married, it was such a struggle to do things right. It was such a struggle. But then after the wedding night, there came a part of, I have to do this the rest of my life? <laughs> Okay, raise your hands. (laughs) So we need a savior. We need a savior not just to go to heaven someday. We need a savior to understand Song of Solomon. How many of you want to frolic through the meadow with your lover with his strong legs? And I mean, he says, he says to her, you are, wait, he says to her, you are like a mare among the stallions of Pharaoh. I'm like, there's a mare and there's stallions? Okay. You guys, this is God. And I know that this topic is so painful to some people. But we have a savior. We have a healer. We have a redeemer. And he wants you to let him into every area of your heart. And I'm telling you, I'm serious. This sword, I got my sword out. Um, one of my spiritual sons got this for me, Andrew Mang. And it says on here, warrior, prophet, mom. And I can't tell you how many times he's prophesied into my life and encouraged me. But I got this sword out and I was crying out. I'm like, God, I know what you've done. The word of my testimony, you've rescued me. Yes, you've rescued me from the pride of a church girl who thought she did it so right. And then after she got married, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love my husband. I love my husband, but this is not what I thought it would be. It's not working right. This isn't fun. I love him. You know, just all the struggles that we have. And so I would get out the sword 
I had women in my life. I had truth. Man, we marriage class and all the things that were my father-in-law. He loved Song of Solomon. And he loved his wife. And you saw the fruit of their relationship. But And that's where it's just like when I'm reading through this, I'm like, God, there's so many women that haven't experienced this like fantasy love story because it gets all tangly so easily but I will tell you in my life I have made a choice that I am in a covenant relationship and that God our women's pastor years ago she spoke to us she said God knew that your husband needed you in his life to become the man of God that he's called to be. He said, ladies, you're kingmakers. You might look at your men sometimes and be very frustrated, very upset, disgusted, fill in the blank. We all have those moments where we think, if you would just stay at work today, it would be a lot easier in my life. But deep down in our heart, we want our man to come home from work and grab our face and say, I've thought about you all day long. I've missed you. How can I help you, honey? You know, that's, that, that's how God made us. We want to be loved and cherished. We want to be romance. We want to be swept off our feet. We want to be enjoyed like the Shulamite maiden in Song of Solomon. And I believe that God wants to get us to this place where he's going to begin to speak to our hearts. Our husbands are not here. And I know there's a few men, I don't know if they're in here, but (laughs) you will have a greater measure of accountability because you're listening today. (laughs) But I'm telling you, the breakthrough in your sexuality has nothing to do with your husband. The greatest and most important sexual organ that we have is our mind. And we have to renew our mind. We have to cry out for God to cleanse our mind, to heal our mind, to renew a right spirit within us. Because some of the things that are written in Song of Solomon are detestable for us because of past experiences, things we've heard about, things we've experienced. And I'm telling you, lady, God wants, ladies, God wants to pour the water of the word. He wants to pour his healing love over us in a deeper way so that Song of Solomon can begin to become a part of our life and our marriages and the word of our testimony that we give the next generation sexuality is so messed up. If you look at most of the problems that we have in America, in the world, something has to do with sex. Seriously, think about it. It's everywhere. And so when we were talking about this talk, I was given healthy and happy sex, but I really felt like the kingdom beauty and power of our sexuality... Our, our sexuality, it's like this, God created this. God created men with a desire, 
a passion. They are not a bunch of sexual perverts. But that is the agreement that is in our nation. We want to be loved. I mean, we walk around or the world walks around scantily clad and then they're so offended that a man gawks at them. Why did you dress that way? Because you want the one you want to look at you, but nobody else is allowed to? That's not how it works. Because God created men visual. Visual. He wants to see you. I don't care if you've gained 50 to 100 pounds. He wants to see you. You are the only woman he can look at. He's the, you're the only one that he can enjoy. You are the only one that he can delight in. And if the enemy will tell you or push him away or make him feel you, you are his delight. You are his choice. And it doesn't matter, I say this, it's not that it doesn't matter if it's bad, it matters greatly. But we can't let it matter the way we let it matter sometimes. Sometimes we come into agreements about our husbands and our responsibilities as a wife because of the hurt and the Stuff, the pile of stuff that we have here in our marriages right now. My father in law said, never keep a record, never keep a tally mark, never keep this hurt or this issue, this circumstance in your back pocket so you can take it out and throw it in his face. Never, 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 unless you want him to do the same thing. If this is the kind of relationship you're in, have at it. Tell me how that's going to work for you. But if you will live your life where you will forgive your spouse 70 times 7, I'm telling you, it will change your world. The power that we have as women when we come under what God's asking us to do, even when our husbands might be off, When we come under, when we tell our heart, I am not going to be offended. I know he loves me. He's having a rough day. He's having a bad day. There's things, I don't know what's going on, but I know he loves me. He picked me. So going back to, I know he loves me. I don't know if he feels that way right now, but I know I'm going back to the covenant that I made. And I think some of us need to go back to that covenant. We need to unearth the covenant that we've made. We need to go back to the beginning because the story in between has gotten really off and hard and sour and lifeless and whatever. Let's go back to where the happily ever after we want the ending. Let's go back to where it got off. And I know the fruit of forgiveness. Some of you have heard that part of my testimony when I came to pick Ron up one day from church and I just had butterflies and I wasn't like I was thinking about sex or you know anything like that. It was just like I was getting ready to come pick him up and I had butterflies in my heart like I would a high school girl. We met in college, but you know, a college girl, oh, where is he? Where is he coming out of class? You know, oh, there he is. Huh? You know, <laughs> I honestly experienced that and it was so weird to me, but I liked it. It was like, why am I, why do I feel this way? And I mean, I asked God, I'm like, why is my heart so alive and so excited? And he, and I remembered that I had been frustrated a day or two before 
But I made a conscious decision because I know he loves me, and most of all, I want to do the right thing before God. It's not about you deserve or don't deserve. No, what, am, what does God desire for me to do in this situation, in every situation of our life, not just our marriage? What would make my daddy smile? You know what? I'm going to love and forgive and choose to lay down my life. How can I be a helpmeet? Oh, what's that word? How can I be a helpmate on his bad day instead of being offended? How can I be the wellspring to fill his tank, to help minister to his needs, whatever they may be, to cause his flower, his life, him to bloom. You all know the bloom, the bloom that happens when their tanks are full. And you know how easily it is the enemy messes with both of our hearts to keep us from being in a place where we can pour into each other's lives. So I, I'm so, the truth, the kingdom of God, this is all about the kingdom of God. Do you know God smiles at you when you are having sex with your husband and you are finding pleasure in each other? I mean, I know that sounds kind of weird, but he does. He's like, yes, see how beautiful this is? This is what I created. Look at the fruit of when this is right. It's kind of like when the church is on, we're really beautiful and it's really right. And when we're not, it's not. Same diff. When we are both liking each other, loving each other, we've spent, you know, we've set time together, we've gone, whatever. And we have a wonderful time sexually. God's like, yeah. That's what I made. That's what I want for you all. And you know how those things hap- happen? I just want to say, number one, we, we, we have to let God in this mix. And how many of us like, well, we don't talk about sex at church. We don't talk about sex with, we don't talk. You know what? That's why we're such a mess. It's because we have so many unanswered questions, so many, okay, this isn't fun. This isn't working the way I thought. Okay, you know that movie I saw? Uh, no. And so your movies, anything you've seen, you need, even if it's not porn, you need to ask God to delete that and wash your mind. And stop. That was one of the most amazing things about my husband when I met him. I was, came from a family where you just looked away when something was inappropriate. And we did look away. He was, I'm not going to see that movie. I'm like, why? Well, there's, I heard there was a scene, whatever. And I was like, well, look away. I mean, I, I honestly was just blown away. And he was like, we were dating. And we knew we wanted to get married. But he said, babe, I don't want to see any woman ever except you someday. I cried. I was just like, what? Are you kidding? I mean, that, talk about honor. And a lot of our stories, this isn't that way, so there's no condemnation. Do you remember that scripture? There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like, anything we did wrong, anything we watched wrong, anything we said wrong, anything we did before we came here today, that there's no condemnation. None. Even if you were a prostitute before you came to Jesus, there's no condemnation. None. Think about that, church. 
There's no condemnation. Now, it doesn't mean we don't have to deal with some stuff. That stuff is really important because that stuff will keep us from all that God has for us. But there's no condemnation. And so we need, and I'm I'm talking to us older women who've walked through, and some of us are still stuck sexually. If I had a raise of hands, I would bet there's still women my age that are still a little disillusioned with this whole thing. Enduring. But we need to have a fresh God help. We need to be able to communicate with our spouse. We need to not be afraid to say, read Song of Solomon. They communicated. Oh, my goodness. They talked a lot about things. (laughs) I like this. I don't like this. I'm having a problem here because... Not necessary, and I just want to tell you too, Holy Spirit, I want to set you free. Some of you, some of the things well-meaning people have said is, that's nasty, that's wrong, even in the marriage bed, that's wrong. You shouldn't be doing those kind of things. Have you read Song of Solomon? (laughs) And I want to set you free in Jesus' name that the Holy Spirit in you is going to tell you when you're crossing a line, not the devil. Because some of us are not enjoying what God created because something that was done to us, something we were made to do, something that was told us, in the name of Jesus, I break every demonic thing, every stronghold off of your mind and your life where the enemy wants to rob you from the beauty of what God created. Amen? Now, there might be times where there's got to be agreement. There's got to be agreement. Because I know even with Ron and myself, it was like, babe, and I told him, I don't feel right. I don't. It's like I communicated. We have communicated with each other. I remember the first time when we were dating, we, we did a lot of things right. But I remember him telling me, I love it when you kiss me right here. Because <laughs> that's about all we could do. <laughs> but I remember that. Like, not all guys want to be kissed on their neck, but Ron's such a, a romantic. He's a snuggly kind of guy. And I remember that. And like, okay, what other things do you like? What other things do you not like? And I know I'm getting raw and real here. But we have to be able to communicate and I remember communicating with him some things in my heart. Some, I, I, this is awkward to say, but I, I just have to tell you what's going on in my heart. And some of those things have changed over time because my heart has gotten healed. And my heart has gotten more free. But he loved me enough to love me where I was at. So you, you guys need to open up the lines of communication And you need to be able to cross that awkward barrier of, can I say this? He's your husband. And I know it's awkward. It was so awkward for us, but I'm telling you, it's really great when you can communicate. (laughs) And all the things that you feel like it doesn't work. Okay, so guys, if there's any, close your ears. But um, I have to get this little phrase right here. This was, wait, where did it say? Um... That for guys, climax, orgasm, it comes instinctually. They don't have to learn how to do that. 
hand, we are all different. Because I'm telling you, we read some books and it didn't work. (laughs) But then I figured out what did work. I am being so raw and real with you because I want you, I want the word of my testimony. I'm not a textbook, but the books educate. They do help. They do help. We were two virgins on our honeymoon. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was fun. It was like, okay, I could tell you haven't done this before. Neither have I. You need to learn how to be lovers. And that takes communication. And and then this, I read this in one of the books, and I thought, this is so good. It says when you get disappointed that you can't orgasm at the same time, it's okay because it's really kind of like trying to sneeze in unison. Does that make sense? (laughs) So, (laughs) but I'm telling you, engaging, we need to engage because the engagement time is really exciting. But in Jesus, it's the marriage, the marriage with God. And some of us are being robbed from the beauty of our marriage. So I am saying, Holy Spirit, every woman in here that needs to be unlocked from the penance of, well, I can't enjoy myself that much because of what I did before I met Jesus. Um, excuse me. I think that the devil's thing should be lesser and the God thing should be more betterer. Do we agree? I mean, think about that. How many times do we come into agreement with, oh my gosh, that is, uh-uh. okay, says who? Says who? And you need to listen to the heart of that condemnate or that accusation or that whatever and communicate, communicate with each other and ask God for truth that will set you free, truth that will set your husband free. God made men visual. He wants to see you. He wants to enjoy you. And he wants you to enjoy him. Yes, that need is not as high. And sometimes I say, babe, it's okay. But I love that my husband loves me. I love that my husband wants to know that I love him back. That I think of him. I think of him. I have, I have to engage my mind. Sometimes this is the farthest thing on my to-do list. But I know the fruit, like the fruit of forgiveness. I tasted the fruit. Oh, I didn't even finish that story. I forgave my husband, and that's why the Lord said, you're eating the fruit of forgiveness, Mary. And that's why you have a bubbly, um, excited heart to see him, because you have chosen to forgive, and this is the fruit of it. So the fruit of the just thing I just said. Okay, fruit of forgiveness, but the fruit of, in the area of sexuality. What's the word I just used? Anyway, <laughs> there's fruit to be had. <laughs> Pomegranates. There's honeycombs. There's, <laughs> and I believe with all my heart that 
the Lord, I'm serious, you need to read through Song of Solomon with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And he is going to wash stuff off. And so I'm go- I only have a f- one minute. So we, the emotional needs in our life are met. Okay, men listen, if anybody's around. The emotional needs in our life are met through seeing me, helping me, loving me, cherishing me, noticing me. That, that, but men's needs are met sexually. And ladies, that's how God made them. It's kind of like God made them in charge. So it doesn't matter how much we would like to be in charge for a time. It's just not the way God made it. God made them visual. And that's what fills their emotional tank. So why are you starving your husband and then wondering why he's dead all the time? You would never deprive him of food. So when you get that mindset, that's the mindset I have. I know my husband has a, he has a food tank and he has a love tank. He has an intimacy tank. And have you heard the phrase that all, you know, show up naked and bring food. That's all men need. (laughs) They're simple. And the food is optional. (laughs) That's the way God made them. And so we have to deal with that. And we have to get the mind of Christ on how to minister to his needs. Okay, so my last time I had an apron. This time I have an assignment for you. Now, men, you can't listen again. You need to grab the hand of your husband and say, babe, we need some emotional connection. I need you to come here and you take him into the bedroom as if you're going to have this conversation. We need to talk it through. And then you need to just take all your clothes off. And, I, and some of you need to hear this. Some of you, that is a very, very uncomfortable place. It, I've had eight kids. That's, I don't want to frolic in the field naked with my lover. <laughs> That's why I wore this thing. <laughs> I'll frolic with this. <laughs> well... <laughs> Some of you, Rick and Natalie, love their people. They flew Ron and I up. How many times was it? Three or four times. I don't know where she is. To do marriage. We did like a Wednesday or Sunday night. I can't remember. But we flew up there three or four times just to do marriage stuff. And I remember this like like it was yesterday when Ron said something about wives, men want to see you naked. And we're all, (laughs) but he said, he said, and it doesn't matter what you look like. We realize you're not 20 anymore. We realize you've had our babies. Thank you. We realize whatever, fill in the blank. And he said, right men. And these men went nuts. And you know what? It was healing. It was healing to so many of us in that room that he's not disgusted with where I'm at right now. Yes, we could maybe do a few things a little differently. We can exercise. We can watch what we eat. We can, and that's out of love too, but there's no condemnation. It is what it is, baby. Now, what are you going to do with it? He, you are the only woman. 
in that he can enjoy. Now, do you wonder why so many men? It says, do not keep yourself from each other lest you open the door to Satan. And then we get mad when our men get all tangled up in a mess. And it's not our fault. It's not all our fault. But we can be a part of the problem. So freedom in Jesus' name. May you go home and understand the areas where it's still, uh, where, the, where you still have an issue. Maybe you need to talk with your husband. Maybe you need to, when you journal, these are some things that you are going after because you are sick of not having a Song of Solomon marriage. And when I write out anniversary cards, wedding cards, I sign it. What's my phrase? Honeymoons forever. I write that on everything because I'm declaring with my mouth, this is what I want. And it's not contingent on how much Ron Johnson loves me and woos me and buys things for me and whatever. No, this is the decree and the commitment and the covenant of my heart because I've made a covenant before God to be the helpmeet of that man. And I'm the only one who can. So there is a responsibility, but I do not want to live in duty. God, stir up a passion in my heart. And I'm telling you, when I engage with the truth, when I engage with that and I say yes to my husband because I see his heart, his tank is empty, I'm the only one that can fill that tank. Pastor Ron's dad used to always say, give us... The 72-hour rule. Take that up a notch. Every 72 hours. We think, oh my gosh, he wants to get together every Saturday. Can you believe it? And he's like, wait, what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I'm not asking for nothing. I just want one day a week. But I'm serious. We've got to change our mentality and really see God loving our husbands that we have the honor not the oh my gosh if you're oh my gosh then you need deliverance you need and that means rescued and set free from a wrong agreement I needed deliverance and I've gotten it and I fight for it and I speak into it I command my soul I tell my soul that this is what we're doing girlfriend I don't care what you feel like this is what we're doing this is the call of God on my life just as much as it is to show up minister to people love people do things like this is my ministry my first ministry after the Lord is is to my husband. So we got to get that in order. And what are the things that you've spoken out of your mouth? I'm ending. Wait, oh, I'm five minutes over. It looked like, wait, I've got five minutes now. (laughs) Okay, I'm over. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're gonna have to journal fast. But we, listen to this phrase. It rocked my world. We activate more demons with our lack of faith and our idle words than we do the angelic host that God has sent to war on our behalf. Ah, I heard a bell laugh back there. <laughs> but you know what? We need to repent for our idle words. Well, you don't know my marriage. You don't know my husband. You don't know my week. You don't know my... Well, you know who does? He does. 
And he said that he's more than enough. My grace is sufficient, Marion. It's more than enough. If you'll go after it, you get it. If you don't, your choice. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that the truth will set us free. I thank you that you created all beautiful things. And I declare to the pure, all things are pure. So, God, purify our hearts. Purify our minds. And we take back from the enemy the things he has robbed from our God, from our relationships, from our marriages. And, God, we're asking, Holy Spirit, Whisper in my ear, speak to my heart, set me free, show me how to pour into the tank of the man of God, the king you've called me to speak into. I want to rise up like a Sparta woman and I want to be behind my man. I want to be the one that pours into him, that cheers him on and is the hands and feet of Jesus in his life. So Father, I thank you for these women. I thank you. Today is the day of breakthrough. It will never be the same that the word of our testimony, God, will set us free and others from generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. You can continue to learn, grow, and flourish with us as a community of women by visiting nrpflourish.com. There you will find information on our Facebook group, our weekly Flourish podcast with Penny 2C, and our 2024 Flourish dates. For more information about NRP and other conferences that we have going on throughout the year, visit nrpastors.com. We can't wait to see you at one of our conferences soon.